Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Do I? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, sorry. Great, let's go. You interrupted yourself. That was your life. I just get excited. That's all. Welcome to another episode of Matt and Manley's Ice Cream Social, a top ten comedy podcast. <laughs> Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. We're on the knobs and dials of Jacob the Audio Guy. We're preaching fun. Preaching fun! By what metric are we top ten? Well, we were one of the top ten podcasts nominated by the podcastaward.com. Yeah? Okay. So by that metric. All right. By the podcast awards, I guess I'll Mattingly. take it. I guess I'll take Come it. on. Actually, the funniest thing to do would be Best comedy podcast nominee. That would be very funny to put on. <laughs> That'd be very funny to put on our, our thing. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I, I checked in. Yeah. So so Jacob is a, is a listener of Gilbert's podcast. And so they opened with them telling their audience to get behind voting for yeah. the show. So we done. We, we might be done. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Because the idea is like, I was laughing because I was like, well, if we voted every day and every, all of our, if all of our listeners voted every day and all of us only voted one day, they'd still, win. <laughs> they'd, they'd still beat us. But that's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's not a competition. Wait. It is. It's exactly what it is. We exactly what it is. Tried to win and we might, we might lose. But we're doing better than the $25,000 fundraiser. I'm going to tell you that much right now. <laughs> <laughs> the... Where is it? I have a picture of it. I want to make sure I have the exact amount. The uh, the free market has spoken on this. They have raised tens of dollars. <laughs> the free market has spoken. Oh. And uh, hold on here. Where is it? Did I delete it? Oh, shit. Where is it, motherfucker? Uh, they raised $3,000. Hey. 3000 So... They only got up to twenty five hundred. Then I threw our hundred dollars, our hay scoops, hundred behind that cause, Aww. you know. And uh, I figured that would create the windfall, you know, get it over the top, the percentage of it, boosting it. And then after that, they raised four hundred more dollars. Well, twenty two hundred is less than twenty five hundred. So yeah, wait, no, they want twenty five. They want twenty five thousand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they've got a ways to go. Well, they wanted to make you know a twenty five thousand dollar website. <clears throat> And uh, we said we we don't know what that looks like. Yeah. We said we know what a three thousand dollars website looks like. So it looks like we're gonna get to see what we thought we were gonna see from the website. <laughs> the market has spoken. They're Cameron, go. we've got good news for you, buddy. <laughs> we might have a gig for you coming up. <laughs> you're now. <laughs> they are they are in your wheelhouse. You are now in the bidding range <laughs> for the podcast awards. <laughs> I, I don't understand how I can call twenty five. No, no, <laughs> no, um, no, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, no, um, I understand how it could cost 25 grand if you planned on using 20 of that to live for a year, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> a $25,000 website, so I don't have to work this year. Here's the thing I thought of the other day, uh, because Radio Lab has a spin off podcast all about the Supreme Court right now, they're doing oh. 10 episodes just about Supreme Court stuff, how which is like. Which is like they must they must have been like wait Matt Donnelly's one of our listeners we should do something for him like because I fucking love the Supreme Court I mm-hmm. love Supreme Court stuff and they delivered it was great I've listened to two episodes so far 
one was on lethal injection and the other was on a uh, case called Baker versus Carr, which uh, basically wondering, have we always politicized the Supreme Court? And if not, when did the Supreme Court start to get political? It and Baker it traces, Carr, traces huh? it back to this Baker oh. versus Carr. Fascinating. Fascinating podcast. Loved it. I need to give that a listen. And I was thinking. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that one. Yeah, yeah. It's called More Perfect. More Perfect is the name of that podcast. Is there somewhere where I could vote for that to be the best podcast? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to cost you 25 grand, but yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I, uh, and I was like, wait, I have a good idea for a spinoff podcast, too. Yeah. That could be a limited series run. Mm-hmm. If I didn't like being married. <laughs> what would it be? I was thinking. I feel like that's a sentence that I say often. I was thinking <laughs> that my idea for this podcast. You guys, wait, before I say mine, think of your own. I okay. want you guys to all have an answer on this. A spinoff podcast. Yeah, you want my, to do a solo, like, a, like a little. Like, limited series. You want to do like 10, edition, 12 episodes. 10 okay. episodes about little, some subject. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mine was, uh, why didn't we bang? And then what I would do is interview uh, girls that shot me down in the past, and we would just have a nice long civil discussion about. I like it when I when we try to date and when it when it didn't happen. And I think that would be very kind of funny to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think from a comedy perspective, it would be a very successful spinoff for me. Yeah. And by the way, I could definitely have more than a season of this. <laughs> I definitely have more than twelve episodes that I could reach out to for this. So I made a, I made a solid I made a solid attempt. Never worked out. Right. Why didn't we bang? Hmm. Go into the history of it, our taste, whatever. It would lower my self-esteem to the point where I believe I would commit suicide. Yeah. But it would be really funny. <laughs> All right, Jacob, spin a podcast. Uh, another one that, that would involve uh, exes. <laughs> really? As well as... So we just want to... We both went to the same as, wheelhouse. As well as current. As, as well... Mine, mine, though, involves my current wife, though. Oh, okay. And that is... Uh, what did I say was wrong with you? <laughs> Your critiques? Yeah, yeah. That could take of a whole podcast? Right. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I, I, I did not phrase that very well. It's from their point of view. No, okay. So what did they say was wrong with me? Oh, that's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. 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 Different, different point that, of view entirely. That could take up 40 minutes. Easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah. Uh, well, since my main relationship has been with food... I would have a podcast called Will You Betray Me Sandwich. <laughs> and uh, it'll be uh, various fast food sandwiches. Sure. And then there'll be a pause. And then I'll come back and let people know if the sandwich betrayed me. Oh, that's good. If it caused me to have terrible goings. The I mean, logo I, for the show would just be a, an evil looking tray. Yeah. I'd eat the sandwich on air. Talk yeah. about the texture and taste and right. everything. And whether it was prepared to order or if they yeah. fucked it up or, you know what the quality of everything was and get yeah. into detail about that. And then I'd come back 12 to 24 hours later and let people know if the sandwich betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> Verdict. Will you betray me sandwich? What if you didn't like TM. the sandwich in the first place? Would yeah, it still no, be that, a betrayal? That would already be a betrayal. Okay. And then the greater betrayal would be the knife in the butt. Doubly of, betrayed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I doubly betrayed by this? Am I not only not enjoying it going in, but coming out as well? No. Yeah. Rare that I've had a sandwich that I've been like, I can't eat this. <laughs> Not that it hasn't happened, but rare. Just the, the approach that the bread usually just gives you that safety. I mean, just it's rare that I'm I'm eating a sandwich like, oh, this is going to do me real harm. I cannot finish this sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. What if I got you like a, a vegetable 
uh, vegetable and hummus sandwich. That sandwich would betray me in my current situation. <laughs> no two ways about it. It would betray me going down and coming back for sure. I so the, it, it's, it's a little fun uh, secret for for, for 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 the vegans here is yes. if you go to the Paris the pizza place called La Pizza, which is French La Pizza, French the for pizza. oh okay La Pizza, La means the the pizza, not the pizza place. The place is called the pizza. So is it the pizza resistance. <laughs> that would be that'd be better that'd be better why wasn't it La Pizza Resistance La Pizza La Pizza just is so sarcastic to me they're like yeah fucking we're in Paris so it's La Pizza just it's fucking pizza. here here's your slice shut up yeah that, that's what it feels like every time yeah. I'm going there but there's a pizza place passive aggressive they serve a, uh, uh, a sandwich there that's just vegetables and hummus um, it's delicious because it's on their, their fancy French bread a sandwich or a pizza it's a it's a sandwich okay it's okay. basically a calzone it's a calzone it's a it's a it's a baguette calzone. La calzone, <laughs> calzone. Um, and then oh, so I go there. I I have the kids with me. And my oldest kid likes pizza, so I figured oh, if he wants pizza, we should go to the pizza. Yeah, I bet they have pizza. We went there at the crack of two. Good crack of two p.m. They were out of pizza. The pizza place. There was a run. The place called the pizza. <laughs> There'd been a run on pizza. By 2 p.m., they were just done. They're out. No idea how to get more pizza out there to the people. Like we couldn't done. possibly. Done? Like, I had to come back in like a half hour. Oh. When, you have to, like, when you're carrying two children, tell them to come back in a half hour is like telling that person to go to hell. Yeah. 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 Come back in a half hour means like if you live that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to explain to my kid that he would have to wait a half hour for what he wants that should be there right there because the place is called the pizza. Yeah. No good. No good. At what'd a moment. Get, what'd you get instead? I went to the food court down the valleys. La the, McDonald's? I went to La Sabaro. <laughs> oh, oh. My kid loves cheap fucking pizza. That, yeah. that pizza will betray you. That pizza will betray you. As a matter of fact, that my, pizza kid, will betray my you. kid ate two bites and suddenly didn't want pizza anymore. Uh, you're right? That pizza, <laughs> that, 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 that's a dark betrayal. Yeah, no. Sabaro is the promise of pizza and none of it. No, I, it's yeah. implied pizza. Yeah. It is, it is like thinking you have a date and your blow-up doll shows up. It's like, hey, uh, why does your so restaurant why did we have giant so why did we illuminated bang? quotes around it? Because uh, it's not really a it's not really pizza. Just, we apologize. Everything's got quotes around it. We put this weird tomato brick thing in the oven, so it smells like we're making pizza. <laughs> oh, gross. It's like the Nestle Toll House legend. Yeah. That's how Toll House cookies came around. Go on. What are you talking about? I'm all ears. This you, is your new podcast. The Toll House. <laughs> toll House was a real estate thing. Okay. Oh, okay. And a Toll House, the reason they got big was they baked cookies. You know, people do aromatherapy now right. in their house. They say put a little... Now they just cheap out and they pour a little bit of vanilla on a tray and stick it in the oven at 200. Right. But back in the day, Toll House was cooking cookies in their houses. So you get that smell and there's cookies. So you walk into this home and you're like, well, that smells like somewhere I'd like to fucking live. Whoa. Fuck and live. And that's what it was about. But then they'd start eating the cookies and be like, how do I get this recipe for these fucking cookies? And be like, <laughs> all right, here you go. And it became whole, like, well, we, we we sell houses, but we these cookies are the shit. We should, we should we keep trying to sell shitholes. We should be trying to sell these cookies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a history behind Toss. I'm pretty sure that's the legend. I never. I, I mean, never I, even dude, the scoops are going to fact check me on sure. it. Sure, but I'm pretty sure it was but, like it basically the same way Century uh, Twenty One croissants came around. <laughs> <laughs> same kind of thing. 
No, now it's all starting to make sense. Right? Now you start to see it. It all comes Uh together. Yeah. Uh (laughs) They would go out, they would burn an owl. You got it. And then they would uh, make Mm -hmm. some croissants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Turner and Goldman Danishes. Right? Right? Yeah, it's all these these pastries. (laughs) Remax rhubarb pie. It's all... (laughs) You know it. Uh, (laughs) Jersey Boys closing. Done, done, done. Well, not yet. A vaunted, record-breaking eight-year Vegas run. Yes, close for, to nine. Close to nine for uh, a book musical. And uh, Sarah and I have been here in Las Vegas since the Obama administration, since day one, <laughs> since President-elect Obama. Mm-hmm. Oh, we landed. We landed on, on the, his first day post the election, and uh, it's it's weird that like uh, Jersey Boys is lasting like his term. It's like yeah. a weird connected thing. Um, what's weird is that the show could have closed a while ago when I was making yeah. vague references to it. Like, when, oh, I mean, like almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. And <coughs> this might, okay, here's the thing, right? So no one's reporting on this, but I, and I don't want to, and we are kind of a Vegas news source, but I did have dirt that I wasn't airing yeah. a year ago. Oh, right. That now, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I think we can talk about it. I think it. we can talk about yeah. it. So, the big thing was the big holdup was that the Paris was always quite happy with Jersey Boys. Right. Uh, there was no other show they had that was going to put the, butts, the amount of butts and seats. Right. Even on Jersey Boys' worst week, the amount of seats they were selling compared to what had been in the past was not. Yeah. Was fine. And Jersey Boys didn't start at the Paris, no. but it, it moved into the Paris and, and found a good home there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, Duck Dynasty, for all of our our, uh, our our musings, was the same producers as Jersey Boys. They were. And the union and the Jersey Boys producers, uh, Dodgers, did not hit it off during Duck Dynasty. No. So at the same time, contracts had to kind of be renegotiated. Jersey Boys, it was a bit of a hard line being drawn on both sides there. Right. So uh, that's what we thought we were going to close a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they, they, they found a solution. Uh, that was really uh, a this is, yeah. So I, the solution was really a total like a kind of a bluff in some way. I don't want to put put it as, as if it was meant to be incorrect, but it really was a the bluff by by the Paris itself made got an extra year out of Jersey Boys. Uh, basically, the Jersey Boys had to concede to going down to, to six shows a week, mm-hmm. right? And the union was still wanted to be paid for eight, and so. Uh, Paris said, "Well, we'll we'll find someone to come in and do two more shows a week, like a comedian or something like that." Yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something, and so that no and we will, and basically they said, "We will we'll find something else to come in, and then we'll pay you for those other two shows that you're going to be paying your crew for anyway." Yes. Yeah. And then that just never never happened. Right. And then you know, Jersey Boy's been torn for a long time, and the attendance has still been good, but but been waning, and so. Finally, it got to the point where I, I think they just don't don't want to do it. Right. Uh, plus, uh, you know, the summer times here are just changing. The theatrical landscape in Las Vegas across the board, the summertime is just becoming this crazy thing. It used to be a very good time for shows, and now it's not necessarily the best time for shows because of turning pools into clubs. Yeah. So, uh, nightclubs, turning day pools into nightclubs. Vegas nights. Turning day pools into nightclubs. Um, David Copperfield. So... <laughs> um, Chappelle <laughs> and Sharapova. 
this is why we moved out here was to do mm-hmm. was for this show. And what's crazy is is that a year ago, if it had closed like it's closing now, Sarah and I would have moved. Right, we would have we would have left, and it would have been the end of this podcast. Sure, and or at least uh, uh, in a way that we understand it. Uh, uh, and, and of a lot of things and it's really strange that in a year's time how much things have changed enough that we're, that it's not the case mm-hmm. and honestly like a big factor for me is this podcast and, and not that it's you know we're still a ways away from I think doing this full time being a full time gig yeah yeah um, but like since we decided to stay, our listenership just started increasing like dramatically. Right. And so we just and this record, the, last month was a record for us, and this month is definitely going to crush that record. We have a lot of yeah. new listeners, and so for and there's a new listener who's listening. Thank you so much. Yes. Hey there. Welcome. Um, we want to do this. You know, apologies in advance. We apologies in advance. We want to do this more. Apologies in advance for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, this month again, we'll be doing it more. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep. Yeah, this this month in particular, we are it's gonna do extra, extra episodes because mm-hmm. yeah, yep. of uh, Christine. Um, so uh, uh, it, it's that, and just to kind of uh, you know, like I love podcast, you know, and I love what it is as a medium. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like I love you that talk it's, to dead people. Yes, I like talking to dead people. A lot oh, of them, medium. a lot of them still download. <laughs> and uh as long as they download we're happy yeah and it's strange because like even with the patreon like there's a dollar amount like if if everybody if everybody listened gave us two bucks and this is not a ploy like i this is not a ploy for for backing i just want to say this although or, or, no if not if, <laughs> if every no. listener gave us two bucks a month we could easily do this full time it'd be done yeah, it'd right. be a done deal uh that being said if you're giving more than two dollars a month that just tells you that you're lifting that you're the weight. best I know that a lot of our listeners are, list, are work paycheck to paycheck or even mm-hmm. know where their next two paychecks are already gone, mm-hmm. yep. you know, where they've already gone. And so, like, you've already I'm spent not, the money you haven't made yet. Exactly. And we've all been there. And sure. so, yes. I, there's no judgment at all. I was there months ago. Exactly. There's no, uh, there's no, no reason to anticipate that or expect that. The answer is that there's a percentage of our listeners that support us on Patreon. And as our listenership has grown, so is our Patreon support. That percentage and, goes up. And that, percentage that, goes up. that number goes up. So, that is a scalable thing. And so, the only answer to do this full time is to increase our audience which is what we're doing right and and for people who have backed us on Patreon I want you to know that Paul Jacob and I have paid ourselves zero dollars uh, this year right mm-hmm. and uh, it's, all, it's going, all going back into back the show into the machine and, and, and it's already producing dividends we haven't even launched the machine the machine to, is coming uh, <laughs> it's too late now it's that is uh, uh, but our, our listenership has gone up like crazy just by making the adjustments that we've done. I mean, really just simple stuff that we did at the pay professional to do, but it was like, oh, that was all we had to do to start yeah. getting the word out. Uh, and we also had some really cool success with the, with our own targeted ads, which is really crazy. Yeah. Um, we have some Facebook. videos coming out coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks it's, so good. It's going to be nuts. Our, our, oh, I think people boy. are going to enjoy it. That's the thing. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I just said, we have videos that we didn't shoot that are coming out soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, we yeah. put videos out before. We have like professionally produced videos that are coming out. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that th- that being said, like, and, then, and just to let you know, like, I like that... In the past, trying to do a TV show or a movie or other things like that sounded exciting. It is really like a muddier landscape than ever, especially talking to all my friends out in Los Angeles, trying to figure out right. what you, what that even means. Do you want to be in movies or television and where that is and where is that located? See and the interview from yesterday's show. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. And I like that we're on the internet. As plainly as said as it is, like I like that we are a medium that is internet based, that you have access to the internet and you get it. And it's not trying to be anywhere else or do anything else. I like that a lot. And I like that sitting around with you guys, and we haven't done it much yet because I've been rambling, but I like sitting around and joking and doing that is, uh, is, is, is fun and an amazing comedic outlet for me. And the last point that I'm saying for last, that's really so important. This is what I said to Paul, because I told Paul that Jersey Boys was closing. And, if, and, uh, and because Paul's my comedy partner, he turned to me like, like, a, like a high school girl telling his high school boyfriend, I'm pregnant. Right. Paul was like, what are you going to do? And uh, are you uh, gonna keep it? Are you gonna keep it? Are you gonna throw it out? And it's strange because it really did mean the last time we, when the negotiations were happening, I was looking at Paul like, dude, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, I don't know where I'm going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time I just said like, I don't, I don't think I want to go anywhere. I think I want to stay exactly right where I am. I don't, I don't think this podcast is interesting if it's not located out of Vegas. I think best being a Vegas podcast is what right. makes part of our interest of it. Mm-hmm. And the most important point of this is, is that I've been around, so I was around the UCB theater when it was nothing, you know? I was around the People's Improv Theater when it was nothing. You know, when I started my comedy improv group, there was no entertainment on campus, Montclair State, uh, nighttime entertainment. They, they invented awards to give us because there was nothing going on. And the reason why is, is I was a part of building things, usually through improv, that ended up building communities. Mm-hmm. And I've been around things that started from nothing and become something pretty amazing and pretty special, you know? Um, and gotten to contribute to those things. And I had no idea that I could do that outside of improv. Right. And this show and the relationship that we have with our listeners, the fact that like 10 people went to go see Piff's show in Baltimore and they all shout each other on Twitter and they had like a miniature scoop get together to watch. The, the Crazy. Fact that, yeah. Like I, it's more than it's us. So like I love that our listeners talk to each other. I like mm-hmm. that our listeners meet each other. Our listeners have traveled to places to go fuck each other. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. The last one is especially awesome. That is. It's the best thing. Yeah. It is the best thing. It's pretty great. That we've created those things. Yeah. Congratulations. The fact that we have like hundreds of listeners that travel to Las Vegas just to fuck us and give us blowjobs <laughs> is, it's Wait, crazy. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, Jacob, boy. Paul and I haven't gotten any, what, Wait, what are what? you talking about? You guys, Paul? Uh, I've got a feeling that the post office box is really big. <laughs> I think it's a hotel room. It's just a hotel room. <laughs> it's not a post office box. It's a hotel room that Jacob sublets. Speaking of, I have to go check the post office box. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, Paul and Matt couldn't make it. This is just starts that. This is rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just walk in already saying that. But I mean it. People run into us about awesome stuff, about all kinds of stuff, and it means a lot. And the fact that everyone is now like, uh, like the you can see even on Twitter that they all the only way these conversations are happening is because even if I even if it's not being retweeted, it's it's because they're all following each other, right. you know, which means that they're all interested in what each other has to say. I mean, it's it's wonderful, and uh, and so I don't I don't think there's anything turning back. As a, as, as a matter of fact, even just to get into it even more hardcore, you should know that there was another business opportunity that was offered to me. Uh, based on my experiences with uh, with losing a lot of weight, and I am walking away from that as well. I just don't want to get into that business because right now I have a good job. You mm-hmm. know, it's promoted, and that's right. part of it. We bought a house, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, we made sure to buy it in a rentable location because of school districts and everything else. And so um, we could, if we wanted to pack up and go, we could go. But uh, uh, it is, uh, it's just not in our best interest right now. And I think we're at such a fascinating point here that I don't, I, this has to be pursued. 
I was just I was having a conversation with someone just a, just a couple of days ago as you're listening to this, and we were talking about the podcast, and we were talking about how we really are at just kind of that interesting point. Yes, we're, we're at this weird point in the show, and it reminds me what it, what it really reminds me of is a few years ago I, I would listen to uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Mm. Adam Carolla, I remember um, had a, he had a job offer that would have meant that he would have had to cancel the Adam Carolla show. Right. Which at the time I think it was even bigger than it is now. I think I think they've I think they've lost a little bit of listenership, but they're still huge. They're, sure. they're one of the biggest shows on, on iTunes and everything else. And it was just, you know, different scale, but he was also at a very interesting point in his podcast's life that it felt like it was really just on that precipice of something very neat happening with it. Yeah. And so he said, you know, I'm not gonna take this I'm not gonna take this job. I'm gonna stick with doing this podcast. And we're going to see what happens. And sure enough, I mean, it worked out. Obviously, it worked yeah. out very well for him. And now he has a whole podcasting network, the right. base broadcasting network. And uh, yeah, so it's we're, we're at an interesting place. And I think we're all really excited about that. Yeah. And nothing's guaranteed everything else. But I just want you to know that uh, it's so strange what a difference a year makes. And it's because of the listeners. So thank you. Yeah. And... Um, with that in mind, I should consult my notes and hope to go to a topic that would be funnier than what we're talking about. Good. While luck. you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give ourselves a little plug here. Uh, HeyScoops.com. If you want to go over there, uh, send us some scoop mail. We'll get into the scoop mail segment later on. I know we've got a lot of new listeners, so I just want to go through these things. Scoop mail. Uh, HeyScoops.com. Uh, send us some mail there. You can register your scoop name there. You can do all kinds of fun stuff there. Patreon.com slash HeyScoops. If you do want to throw a little jingle our way, that'd be very great. And uh, the really honestly, one of the best things you can do to help us out. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to whatever platform you listen to us on. Uh, subscribe to us and uh, and throw a nice little review up there for us. Throw, throw a nice little five-star review up there for us. And that is huge. It, it is really All so helpful. All those things do a ton to help. And, and know that in return, we have nothing but, but plans to create. We don't just want to be podcasters. We want to be a comedy resource in general. We have all yeah. kinds of plans to making uh, HeyScoops.com more of a, uh, a destination area for, for your internet uh, on your phone or at, at home, uh, but just to amuse you uh, every day with different things. So uh, we're working on all of that. Yeah. Uh, even my brother Rob got back on back on board and made his first GIF for yeah. us. Yeah. And so we're trying to get him on board. My wife loves that yeah. fucking GIF. She freaks out about that GIF. She's like, oh, this is like she's like, that is your fucking face. And that I is can, the face you make. And I can say when I first saw that, it's amazing how accurate it is. It was amazing that he hadn't seen it. The hand motion? Yeah. For, so for people that haven't seen Paul's hand motion, his Jacob to the computer if hand you, motion. Yeah, if you go to the Facebook.com slash Hayscoops, you can see the uh, uh, Jacob to the computer Jacob, gesture. do my internet bidding. Yeah. Yes. And it's that was it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, he didn't see it. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So I called him up because there was a thing actually in the Huffington Post was asking for people to be political cartoonists. I guess they want to make sure that they're throttling Donald Trump every day with everything possible. And I called him up. I was like, hey, listen, I just saw this on the Huffington Post. Uh, you know, he worked for Slate, does stuff for NBC News. I was like, you might want to do this or maybe I could team up with you. And he wrote back like, I'd love to team up with you on something. Uh, which is so funny, which some, we both have dreamed about this and yet we never seem to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I said, oh, cool. Well, yeah, we'll work on this. And also we're trying to do more stuff with Hayscoops.com. We're trying to maybe start uh, doing, we want to add blog content and newsletter type of thing is in, is, is, is in our ambition area mm -hmm. or our vision board. It's up on our vision board oh, <laughs> right boy. next to our good parking spaces. Vision board right. is getting and, bigger and bigger. And, uh, <clears throat> 
And he goes, well, so, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, he goes, to be honest, I'm really not that interested in the Huffington Post thing, but I'm much more interested in working on Hayscope stuff. So I was like, great, oh, great. So I, I, hopefully he'll be working more uh, and we can be officially. Well, he's obviously listening if he got that gesture down. <laughs> know, That's just too much. Thank I you, know, Rob. It's fantastic. So we got to get him. Uh, thank we you. Get, thank we got to get him officially on our visual mafia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which would be great. Uh, oh, Jacob, look, there's a scoop mail. Look for it, uh, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> I, I, I kept my hands. I kept my hands like uh, like tied to the. Like, you did. You did. I was not going to go after because <laughs> so this scoop mail. Sometimes, I, sometimes if Jacob's not reading the scoop mail, sometimes I read it before I go to bed. You know, right. what, you know what we got to do. Yeah, is we got to trick out the Modoc chair with a place for your laptop to be held. We guess you need to get you a, a mini desk it's, on your chair. It's plugged into so much stuff. Though. I was going to say, all right. The answer is just to turn his desk around. But uh, <laughs> that, that seems much or easier. just glue the desk to the chair. <laughs> oh, we just put like a giant like uh, like now carousel. Really big, yeah, <laughs> he's a like big, a giant lazy Susan. <laughs> big moving him around. Yeah. But uh, there's something where a guy who is uncircumcised wrote in with his uncircumcised perspective on life. Oh, I think I pulled that one for the show today. Actually, you did? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Womp, so womp. Pull that oh, up. it is. It's the very first scoop mail that I have pulled oh, for the show. Okay, actually, with the time, we'll just get in the scoop mail and we'll just go through it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Message for you, son. Uh, this is from Turn the Page. I'm sure you opened up a shitstorm when you talked about circumcision because pe- people feel very strongly both ways about it in the U.S. Oh, they do. As an uncircumcised American male, I guess I'll throw my dick's hat into the ring. Because <laughs> he has one. Because he has a hat. He's a dick hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are awkward moments Chapeau. in gym class. <laughs> there, are, there are awkward moments in gym class when other guys notice and react negatively. But when it comes to adolescence, if I wasn't going to be made fun of for my penis's turtleneck, something else would have been found to ridicule. That's true. Uh, hygiene is a little more important, but it's not like it's difficult to pull the foreskin back and scrub. It adds maybe 10 seconds to my shower. I've never actually With Paul's shower routine it had like 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, I've never actually had a girl react negatively. They are typically surprised, but I've never had the ew gross reaction. There are lots of positives to keeping my skin scarf. Uh, big one is that the lube is absolutely unnecessary to masturbation and actually has no benefit at all. The inside of your foreskin is a type of skin that actually provides its own lubrication, so your dick just slides back and forth inside the auto-lubricated skin. Okay, so this is something I'm reading right before I'm going to sleep, right? And then I'm thinking, this is where Paul would think the pharmaceuticals are in conspiracy to uh, to get people circumcised. In the circum- they sell, circumcision so they industry? To buy they can buy lube and moisturizer. And, and penis enlargers. <laughs> uh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, it's like having a built-in flashlight. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the biggest selling point I've ever heard. Uh, girls have told me that it's also more pleasant for them because a circumcised, a circumcised cock uh, just starts to feel uh, like a crude battering ram at some point during the trip through the trip through Pound Town. That's if you last longer than Paul and I. But yeah, right. But an uncircumcised dick provides uh, more of a pleasant sliding sensation and very rarely results in a sore or braided pussy. I've never heard this perspective on a circumcised cock before. Have you? I've never thought about it. No, neither have I. I've never thought of it from that perspective. And so that was I thought that was a, a, a nice articulate element that I'd never heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes me, makes, me, makes me wish I had my own... Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, Foreskin back mm-hmm. attached to mine, but um, go ahead. Uh, I strongly urge the scoop who wrote in to keep their son uh, uh, uncircumcised. He can always opt for getting it done uh, himself later if he wishes, uh, but it's not easy to put the hat back on the Pope. Right. 
I don't think it's possible. I've heard it's got to be possible. I've heard Ugh. of people trying unpleasant. to find a way it seems to grow unpleasant. it back, and it's a really long no. and awkward process to grow it back. I've heard of it. I don't know if it's true. Oh, I've I was thinking like some kind of cosmetic surgery. Like oh, chia no, pet? I, I was thinking like a skin graft of some kind. Yeah, you see the seeds, seeds rub it around, keep it moist. Cha 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 chia. Penis, your cock is disgusting. It's a chia. Oh, the same people are so prejudiced against circumcised cock. Like, no, dude, you have a fucking chia. You have a chia-sized cock. Um, I had a dream. I had an awesome dream that I was like giving my dick up for science and getting like a dick transplant. Right? <laughs> this is a dream. I had. You were giving your dick up and then getting a dick in return. Correct. So right? this was an equal trade. This is the strange thing about my dream. Is in my dream I was such a good person for doing it. Right? Like, and it was one of things where like, no, and I, and in my dream I was constantly like, um, uh, uh. uh comforting people who were trying to feel terrible for me. I'd be like, no, you guys, you don't understand. I am getting a circumcised, I'm getting an uncircumcised cock in return. And I don't know if you guys know this, but, it, and I was basically using this guy's facts in my dream. In my <laughs> oh, so this dream, is the dream you had right after reading yeah, this. I fell asleep after reading this ah. email. I don't even know if I got to the end. And, uh, and in my dream, I was like, being like, no, rest assured, my new uncircumcised cock is awesome. This it, will be great. Yeah. This is a combination of this guy's email and the I don't want to have any more kids thing going through your <laughs> I head. So, I yeah. think so. I'm giving up my dick. It's okay, guys. Yeah, really, it's okay. It. Don't worry don't, about it. So this is a good thing. And this so, is a good thing. When I woke no up, more dick. I was slightly disappointed that I had a circumcised dick. I woke up. I was like, "Oh man, sure." <laughs> oh, now, I didn't get. I didn't get a circumcised cock transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, it so, seems like it'd be easier just to put the skin back on. <laughs> so if I get challenged to sing a song later on in the show about my dreams, we know what we're singing about. There you go. But I don't think it's gonna happen. A little bit of confusion and embarrassment uh, when you were young is a small price to pay for a lifetime of better sex when you're older. Hope that provides some enlightenment. Gently sliding my blonde, uncircumcised cock into your face, but not at all like a battering ram. Turn the page. (laughs) Turn the page. Good email. Good informative email. Turn the page just so you know uh, when you slide it into my face, I like it a little bit like a battering ram. (laughs) Just a little. Just a little. Ram me a little bit. Uh, we have one here from scoopercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Okay. I really hope you got that name. Uh, you better I, register I, I, that hope, name. hope you got the uh, certificate for that one. Yeah. Super simple question. Uh-huh. What is your feelings about sitting on a warm toilet seat versus a cold one? Fucking you in the face. Newly registered. Good. Scoopercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, I can tell you right now, Matt and I were lucky enough to be put up by our friend BJ. Yes. At, in New York, in his apartment. Yes. Uh, when we were traveling for Scoop Fest last year and going to do our week on the boat. Yep. And he had the ultra Japanese toilet. Yes. With all the fucking features. Yeah. It's a goddamn dream. It is. It's a dream to sit down on a warmed toilet. You and- don't realize what you're missing until you hit it and you're like, oh, wow. But I don't think that's what the scoop means. I get it. I think the scoop means you are closely following behind someone that was sitting on the toilet seat yeah. and warmed it up for you. I don't care. No one likes that. Yeah. I don't care. doesn't bother me that much. Oh, no. And a public restroom, I prefer a nice oh, ice Oh, a public restroom? Toilet. Yeah. Well, see, I stay the fuck away for the most part. When it you is go- so rare that I go to a public restroom. 
to poop. Right. So rare. When you do, I can count it on my hands. Do you use the seat cover, or do you do the, like the toilet paper on the seat? I do wipe down. Okay. Then seat cover. Matt? Yeah. No, I can't do seat covers. No seat covers. No. Do you do I, the wipe down? I do the wipe down, yeah. Yeah. I do the wipe down and the no seat cover. I can't. Uh, the seat cover then sticks to my ass. It feels really weird. I No, I'm not into it. In, when, let me tell you something. In New York City. Right. Uh, especially like things like Port Authority or like oh, you know, the subway. But there, you can't, know, there can't be a seat cover anywhere. But there are. Really? That, that's why we do seat covers. Then you got to do the extra tear because, like, the toilet seat's for yeah. like a, a European tiny toilet. Oh yeah, or something. you have to. It's a lot like, of work. It's like origami. To it's get a lot of work. Shit out and then there. to make it to make it stay on the seat yeah. while you sit down before you sit down, right? Because like, otherwise, the, it falls right in. And if the punch out tongue of it like hits the water, it can like drag the whole thing in before you sit down. Well, you or want it, or it, if the punch out thing hits the water and then it's one of the uh, auto flushers, oh, yeah. and then yeah. it flushes and itself before you sit down. It just sucks it down. Fucking shit. Yeah, it's not the most elegant solution, but it works. No, I, like New York going to the bathroom. Like, I'd say like the that's the thing. The worst thing I hated about New York City was like if you had to go to the bathroom was something because you're never home, right? And you're always traveling, and you're never you don't have a car. You know what I mean? Like you, you have no place. You and can't, most places, can't go shit in your car. You know right. what I'm saying? No, no, no. But I mean like you can't. And most like, places get don't have public restrooms, right? And so like it's always like this big game of like, everything's set up to keep like, the mentally ill and homeless out of, out of their bathrooms, right? And so, so everything's its own fucking like Rubik's cube to figure out how the fuck I can go take a leak or shit somewhere. And so sometimes the, the ugly places are the easiest places. So popping into Madison Square Garden or popping into the Port Authority is like the fastest route mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't have to take up so much time. Right. Oh, I hated it. I just informed SJ uh, a few weeks ago. I forget why we got onto it, but I just informed her that I don't use the seat cover yeah. if, I, if I'm pooping in a public restroom. Yeah. And uh, I honestly, I, I think it was the closest we came to ever getting a divorce. <laughs> she ran home and burned all the sheets. She was horrified. Yeah, she was yeah. like, Threw never tell me that again. Let me forget about that. No, there are no chairs. I was wondering why you didn't have any chairs in here. Yeah, this week. All got, we're just standing behind microphones this week. <laughs> she was horrified. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I was like, I do the wipe. I'll wipe it down. I'll do wipe, whatever. I just, yeah. I'll go to the doctor. Antibiotics. Um, <laughs> Aren't you afraid of getting pregnant, Jacob? <laughs> Haven't you heard the horror stories? I'm, I'm hopeful, Paul. I'm hopeful. But like, coming, coming to Vegas, coming to Vegas from New York, I was like, oh my god, you can go to the bathroom anywhere. And almost oh, yeah. every time, there's you're not even waiting in the line to go there, to the bathroom. That's right. one of those little things. There's so many little things about this town that have me fucking spoiled for every it's other place in the world. Yeah. I love Las Vegas for a lot of weird little you reasons. You can always just park and go to the bathroom anywhere, and there's usually oh, no line. Take you right. no time at all. No. And when you go through restaurants, you don't bump into a thousand seats because they pack it so tight with things. Oh, right. Like, in, in New York, I always felt like such a fucking ogre. One, because I was. And two, because they have to pack everywhere you go is so packed tight together that. But like a five-year-old walking up. through a restaurant in New York yeah. is is awkward. Yeah, it's every every just getting from any table to go anywhere else in the restaurant. You're it's like it's like getting up on an airplane. Yeah, that's how the restaurants always were in New Orleans because yeah. the building it, there it's Old because building. the buildings are small. Yeah, and they're trying to get more people in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, 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 same. Yeah, same, same, same. Um. Anyhow, any other? Uh, what do we got? Any other scoop mail there? Oh uh, yeah, us, we got one from uh, Scoop at Law. Noble men of the churn, I need help naming my son. We're good at this. Dick transplant. (laughs) Bruce Wayne slash Batman has always been my favorite superhero and my favorite Bruce. Sorry, Bruce Springsteen. My middle name happens to be Wayne. If we have a son, he will take my middle and last name. Is that common for, for kids to take their parents' middle name? 
Uh, it happens. It happens. Okay. I mean, I've, it, there are certain traditions where certain names become the middle names of other people. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, my middle name is my mom's maiden name. There right. You go. But yeah, I just didn't know, like, fathers pass their middle and last names on to their kids. All kinds Sometimes. of different ways. There's no rules. Okay. I like it. Uh, I've always wanted to name my son Bruce so that he would be Bruce Wayne Lancaster. My wife hates the name Bruce. Any suggestions for convincing her to name our first son Bruce, or are there other names that I should consider? Yeah, go Fucking with, you in the face, Derek Lancaster, scoop at law. It's a simple solution. Go with Damien. That's his, that's, that's in the current continuity. That's Bruce's son, yeah. the new Robin. He's a badass. Damien Wayne, go for it. I was going in a different direction. It's the easy solution to me is Springsteen. Sp- Springsteen. Springsteen, Springsteen, Springsteen Wayne. Springsteen, Springsteen Wayne Lancaster. Wayne. Yeah. I like it. She hates Bruce. So she'll love Springsteen. And then, boom, you got yourself a rock star superhero kid. I would suggest uh, actually pushing for, for like a month, actually push her for the name Batman. Right. If you can just be like... Yeah, exactly. We, Go the other way. We're going to name our kid Batman. Yeah. This is going to be great. And get like legitimately legitimately excited about it. Like, yes, our kid is going to be named Bat- Batman Wayne. This is going to be fantastic. I love this idea. I love you for, for going along with this, honey. This is wonderful. <laughs> and then like a month later when you're like, maybe just Bruce. Maybe uh, Bruce would be good. Then she'll go along with it. I, uh... Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm done having kids, but we we had a plan for a daughter where basically we knew we want to name the person the name, and then automatically have a nickname that goes along with it. We kind of right. knew that scenario, and um, you can do that, you know. So, so if you want to convince her if she hates Bruce, and, but she, maybe she likes Wayne or she likes a certain nickname that goes along with that, you can just know that you're going to call that because you've had friends for else, and you go like, "Wait, your real name's what?" Yeah. I've always called you blank my whole life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, you can you can try to get her on the it's nickname a viable train. solution. I uh, maybe Thomas, that's Batman's dad. Sure. Then you, Thomas then Wayne. You, then you and that's a great Thomas yeah. Wayne. You know, that's a cool thing with the lineage and all that jazz. Or you could go with uh, Dick, for like Dick Grayson. Yeah. Or you can or, go with uh, um, Wayne Wayne. You can go with so your nickname could be Wayway. Wayway. You could yeah. name him Lil. Lil Wayne. Yeah. How about Batarang? Go with Batarang, Batarang. Wayne. Just call him Nightwing and be done with it. Or Enterprise. Or Azrael. To be Wayne Enterprises. Azrael Wayne. Azrael Wayne. Um, what was the butler's name? Oh, that could have Alfred. Best. Alfred. But his last name is Pennyworth. Find a name for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. It's an old one. Good drop. That's a good. That, I forgot this is a regular segment. That's what I. Forgot. Thomas. I'd go with Thomas. Yeah. Thomas is my Thomas or Damien. Damien's a little tough because people get those weird omen associations. Is there a pronunciation of Bruce that your wife would like, like Bruce? Bruce. Or Bruss. Bruss. Or Brook. Bruce isn't short for anything, is it? No. Or or Brewster. 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 Brewster's millions. He's guaranteed to have millions. Be like, honey, he can take care of us in our old age. This will be wonderful. How about Riddler? <laughs> Riddler Wayne. Riddler Two Wayne. Face. And Rid's a great short name. Yeah. Calling someone Rid's good. Joker Wayne. Joker Wayne. Napier, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Napier. Jack Napier. You, you know in who we haven't heard? You know who we haven't heard thing? from in a while? Who? That might be able to help us with this. Is uh, informative Lemmy might be able to uh, 
Tell her why it would be a good name. He might be. He might be able to tell her. Need to name your child and you don't want it, Bruce. Bruce Wayne's a big name to live up to. It's a big old name. A lot of on that name. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. There's too much name in that name. Don't call it Bruce Wayne. Fucking Bruce Wayne. You could name him Damien if that's your choice. Or maybe you could call him Thomas because of his dad. But heaven to be Bruce Wayne is a lot to live up to. I thought, Libby, I thought you were going to help him name the kid Bruce. Uh, uh, it's a was... real tough dilemma. This song was really just on his wife's side. Yeah. I think Lemmy just wants yeah. to... I think Lemmy just wants to get with this guy's wife. Ah, uh, maybe so. Not a whole lot of pussy in heaven. <laughs> and yep, Lemmy went to heaven. <laughs> and yet. Uh, all right, any of us go down? Yeah, we got some more here. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got one from Dibs on Nest. Dibs. <laughs> Here's a weird one. I was at a pool hole with my roommate and his girlfriend just hanging out and having a good time. I went to the bar to order a drink, and when I returned, there was a father and his college-age son and daughter at our table that my roommate had apparently made friends with while I was away. What? The father, or, sorry, the daughter immediately remarked that I looked like Fez from that 70s show. Uh, the show was still popular at the time. I wasn't sure if that was a compliment, but uh, she was hot, so I decided to take it as one regardless. Sure. And we continued playing pool. Every time I came back from getting a drink, she would drunkenly yell, Fez! And hug my neck like we were best friends who hadn't seen each other in ages. Her father and brother also joined in after the first couple of times, so I played along and would say one of his catchphrases every time I returned to the table. It was almost closing time, and the father asked if we all wanted to go see if we could find some fast food. Oh, yeah, boy. I could eat. Uh, mo- I said moments before my roommate and his girlfriend declined and decided to go home because, of course, he would. Whoops. Oh. Uh, why would he want to hang out with strangers instead of wanting to bang his hot girlfriend? Cut to the dad driving, son sitting shotgun, and the daughter and I in the back seat. We're driving around making sporadic, awkward conversation when the daughter takes my hand and pulls it to her crotch. Oh my god, this guy is going to lose his kidneys. This guy (laughs) is totally waking up in a fucking bathtub. (laughs) Bathtub vice. Here you go. This is a crazy organ farming family (laughs) that goes from pool hall to pool hall pulling this shit. She undoes, she undoes her jeans and slides my hand in. No one does this. While I am silently fingering his daughter, the dad is still making small talk with me, and the son starts asking if I know any girls I could invite out. It was surreal to say the least. Unfortunately, the night ended anticlimactically with me spending the night in their hotel room with the bed to myself and the rest of them sleeping on either the floor or a chair. Why didn't you go home? <laughs> I have so many questions. Once you realize the the dad's not going anywhere. Right. And by the way, he's not. He's not. He's not. He was cool to a certain point, but he's not going to leave his hotel room so he can fuck his daughter. Well, why did you stay? 
Why did you bribe? And you aced someone out of their own bed, too. You got, like, royal treatment. Wow. I left early in the morning, and I'm still not quite sure what the fuck was going on. I never said it was a good story, just weird. Ah, it's weird. It's interesting. Finger banging your faces while your dad makes small talk and your brother tries to get me to find him some poon. Dibs on Nest. <laughs> What would have been great is if you came through, you know, like if he called up a girl and be like, yeah, I know a girl. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got one for you. Just, just I got like, one for you, and I got one for the old man. Yeah, for the old man. Just create like a virtual fuck fest for them back at the old Holiday Inn when they got out. Right. I would love if he woke up in the hotel room to the dad just like standing over him like polishing a gun or something. Uh, the aristocrats. Uh, how was it? How did it feel in the back seat? Oh. That's not where I thought you were going when you said polishing. I smelled. <laughs> standing over you, polishing his. Oh. I smelled your finger in the night. Oh. <laughs> I know what you've been doing. Dibs on nest has stinky fingers. <laughs> he did. He, this has got. He, he does have dibs on her nest. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Digits on nest. Digits on nest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Finally, we got here from Bat Scoop. What's up, oh. you inglorious bastard? I'm so glad I don't have daughters. <laughs> oh my. I don't know what I would do with daughters. After hearing all of the recent, at least as of May uh, 2016's, retail stories, I thought I would write in one of my own. All right. This happened way back uh, in the before times of the late 1990s. I was getting a ride home with a co-worker and her dad when she pulled my hand into her pants. S stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Stop it, stop it. That is not what is happening. That is not what is in this email. If that is in this email, I'm losing my mind. Deep Space Nine was still on the air. Oh, glory people, days. People actually cared about the San Francisco 49ers, and Best Buy hadn't suited up with white shirts and black ties to form the Geek Squad. That last bit is important, as I was a tech support guy for the electronics mega giant. My co-workers and I would take in antiquated PCs from folks wanting to get on uh, this newfangled internet along with their uh, uh, 286 compact computers. Jacob, I'm sure uh, that Paul can fill you in on what a 286 computer is. Paul, what is a 286 computer? Slow. <laughs> you, you understand that I pretty much just work with computers for my living. Jacob knows more about computers than I ever will. Uh, one of the common tasks we had to do for people was a standard cleaning out of windows. Think of it as a tune-up for your car. Being the usual tech support guys who were also uh, troublemakers, when you hand someone your computer, we couldn't help but look through to see what uh, what could get cleaned off. Right. This is uh, this is porn central right here. Yeah. You know, things like old files, downloaded things that weren't needed, porn, old update files, more porn, porn yeah. etc. <laughs> porn, porn, porn. Cue the customer. Here we go. This guy brings in his PC for a tune-up. We tell him it would be about an hour-ish, and he decides to roam around the store while we work. Oh, no. I fire up the system and am greeted by the desktop wallpaper of a very nice-looking young woman sprawled out on a bed wearing a smile and little else. Oh, dear. The computer finishes booting up, and a separate desktop wallpaper loads up, uh, covering up the alluring smile of this hottie. Now, it's just a... Now, it's just a Betty Boop cartoon wallpaper. Oh, the new one. So the new wallpaper that, that comes up over it is Betty Boop cartoon wallpaper. My partners in crime and I instantly uh, comment, I know the picture is on this machine, but where is it? We do the usual cleanup, all while keeping an eye out for the elusive desktop photo. 
Bingo, we found it, and lots more. Oh, Same girl in different poses and different states of dress. Oh, no. Are they so, going to find her in a dungeon? This is getting scary. Yeah. This so, is what everyone thinks is going to happen if they bring their computer for tech support, by the way. Yeah. Th- I don't think anyone does it anymore. Right. Who brings their computer into tech? You throw it away and you buy a new one. I you was destroy at- the hard drive and you buy a new computer. I was at Best Buy the other day in the in the Geek Squad line there and uh, where they were recording a podcast. I think you were there, Paul. <laughs> and... Um, there was there were at least two people in the line like holding desktop towers coming in to get them repaired. I, yeah, I, I didn't know what they were doing. They uh, got porn in them towers. Yeah. Oh, there's porn in them their towers. There's porn, there's porn in them towers. In their towers. Go mining. <laughs> uh, since we were also on a quest for porn, the cleaning was taking a little bit longer than usual. So I had to find the guy in the store and let him know that it was taking a little longer than normal. I find him in the TV section with his wife. Who at this point looks very familiar. Oh boy. Well, go, first of all, then good for this man. Right. The being, story goes the opposite way. Yes. Many times. You're right. Yeah. Uh, being the good Samaritan, uh, read that as dumbass. I, uh, I was. I pulled him aside and told him that the next time he brings in his system, he should really think about changing the desktop wallpaper. You oh. could see the light bulb over his head oh, hit 120 watts no. and then pop. He gets a little red and nods. Looking at JPEGs of Jacob, bat scoop. Hilarious. Uh, P.S. Yes, we copied off all the photos and keep them in the shop. Or kept them in the shop for a very long time. Of course you did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for not insulting our intelligence by saying you hadn't done that. Because we knew you had. Oh man. I uh, I would not have told the guy that. No, I wouldn't have either. Well, no. you know, that's a naive kid. He was young. Hey. uh. I've seen your wife's boobs. <laughs> what? Your wife got nice titties. <laughs> Good job. Next time you think about computers, you shouldn't think about plastering your wife all over it. I know her every details. I have followed her. You pull her aside and be like, I love your curves. Put, put them up on all the like, TVs. I know, I'm just... <laughs> Images on all the TVs. Would the owner of this amazing body please report to the Geek Squad area? Because, oh my God, we have got to talk. Would the perpetrator of this crime against ugly please report to the Geek Squad area? Because you are about to be arrested for beautiful possession of a beautiful body. (laughs) What are you doing? Someone in this Best Buy left their headlights on. (laughs) You can see them in this image. Would they please report to Geek Squad so I can subtly adjust them? Dim them a little, perhaps, with my mouth. Oh, please come to the Geek Squad area. Is that a cock or a billy club? I uh, I went to get my computer fixed the best. Would the owner of all the junk in this trunk please report <laughs> to the Best Buy Geek Squad zone so that we can make sure every item is returned? I don't remember if I have a computer or I don't anymore. <laughs> I had the most intense sexual experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we here, we here at Best Buy believe in the preservation of wildlife. <laughs> Would the owner of this immaculate beaver please 
find their way to the Geek Squad area. I haven't heard people call it a beaver in so long. Where we can place you into a refuge hey, support. Cool your jets with that beaver talk. Can't do it. <laughs> We're about to build a dam together. Oh, oh yeah. Would whoever has possession of these stunning good looks please find their way to the Best Buy Geek Squad area. We need to make sure that you're a real person and not just a part of our dreams. (laughs) Hey, what are you up to after work? Best Buy closes at nine, but you know what doesn't close? the sweat house that's right it's open matter of fact it's always open check your local papers for openings check your openings for papers the sweat house come hungry leap fuck brought to you by best buy <laughs> best buy not affiliated with the sweat house oh yeah you affiliated <laughs> you fucking did oh affiliated up and down that sweat house <laughs> Affiliated all over that shit. You affiliated that shit up and down. We just increased the Geek Squad sales by like ten thousand. <laughs> Who was it? By the way, you know that guy said he deleted those before he brought them to Best Buy. Oh yeah. Huh? Like, you know the guy was like, oh yeah, I deleted them. Don't worry, I'm not gonna. He told his wife. He's like, I'm gonna pick my my computer. Do you Best think Buy. she knew they were all in there? Yeah, I imagine she posed for them. You think and he knew that he copied them onto his hard drive? Who knows? Well, I mean. It was... No, digital digital camera. Back then in the so 90s. So he loaded it onto his computer. I remember those days. I think the computer would have been the safe place for them at that time. Yeah, I suppose right. you're right. It was a different time. There was no Dropbox then. Nope. Yeah, now I just do uh, hard copies and keep them under the mattress. <laughs> just... But in, in the guest room. <laughs> I, I, like a... I chisel stuff into stone. <laughs> no, I just... Recreate it with I have clay. These, I have these really, <laughs> really crude, <laughs> really crude stone chiselings of my wife. They're ter- they look terrible. What is that? A sculpture garden? Get the fuck away from my garden! Get out of here! Do not look in my garden! Don't look in my garden. Those are my crude stone chiselings. <laughs> Those are my stone chiselings of my wife. You were looking at my wife's stone interpretations of my crude private. stone chiseling. <laughs> crude stone chiseling. How would informative Lem- Lemmy keep <laughs> likenesses of his wife? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. If you have a loved one who enjoys posing nude, take those photos, but take them carefully. Don't lose that memory card. Recovery is hard. Look out for your wife. You might lose all those pictures in your life. How do I forget how this song goes already? I don't know. You better know that there's no way to back up all those files. Back that ass up, files. (laughs) 
Please report to the Geek Quad section of the Best Buy. <laughs> informative Lemmy's getting a little bit of Cosby in there. Oh, boy. It's not a good day for Informative Lemmy voice-wise. <laughs> I am watching a clip of a Tyrannosaurus Rex competing on Ninja Warrior. I saw that! It's really good. He made That's it a, really far. He did That's well. That's the thing. He was already doing way better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. That is great. This is where Jock and Nerd, you know. Oh my gosh, he made over that part too. Jesus, Dude, you wouldn't believe how far he gets. That is so cool. Well, of course, I mean, if a, if a guy in a Tyrannosaurus Rex costume would do the whole Ninja Warrior thing, uh, that would make a lot of people who try very hard feel terrible. Yeah, there's Ninja Warrior training shit in my gym. Oh really? Yeah, you can like do like salmon ladder shit and all kinds of stuff to strengthen your like weird fingers and toes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. One of the... Uh, salmon ladder is all uh, Arrow. Oh, what? What? Arrow, the uh, the DC show about oh, Green okay. Arrow. Why would you oh. say that like the other two people <laughs> in the room knew what you were talking about? Because I thought everyone watched Stephen Amell shirtless do the salmon ladder every day. Oh, is that how they train? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big thing in his show. He's always like doing the salmon ladder. No, doing the salmon letter. <laughs> he is. He is. It's a big part of GL's, uh, oh, GA's. Do I guess? Do this show is so dumb. Apparently, um, it's, it's super dumb. Do women? Find Wait, do you do you watch that show? Doing... I've watched. I've watched way too much of it. It's dumb. yeah. It's, it's got to be dumb then. Do straight women find men doing the salmon ladder attractive? I would imagine so. I think the thing is with it seems like I mean, is that, is it looks kind of dumb. Is that put in as like a money shot? No, I think. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if he can do that, then I bet he can do this, this, this. Oh, he can fuck Like, with guys, we have to watch a lady do something seductive for the most part. Yeah. But with girls, they can watch a guy do a salmon ladder and go, oh, he could probably do seductive things. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If he he can do the salmon ladder, that means he could fuck me while falling off a cliff and grabbing onto the next closest rock. Well, maybe we have salmon ladder confused. Salmon ladder is the thing where you do the. He's bar. got a bar. Yeah, and you hoist it up to the next. You bar. jump oh, yeah, up to the next thing ladder. with it. Yeah, yep. yeah. I just meant in practical practice of fucking somewhere, you'd be able to quickly just grab onto the next thing to hold you yeah, up. I guess so. <laughs> well, but there's only one bar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to grab onto. It's just that bar, and you're chunk, chunk, maybe chunk. Maybe you picture that as being their tits or something. Or you just go like, chunk, <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, I like that. It's like anyone who's into the salmon ladder just wants to be just really like really the woman watches that. She's like, boy, if, if I remain very rigid, he could probably climb a wall with me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it translates. Um. All right. Well, uh, we should get into some Jack versus Nerd. Could the owner of the only feet I ever want to suck again please <laughs> report to the Geek Squad area? Of the Best Buy. Please report to the shrimp boat captain's dock because I'll be shrimping. Toot, toot. We're taking off out of port (laughs) right now. I'm about to turn your legs into fucking cocktails. Toot, toot, toot. The shrimp boat is leaving the dock. Toot, toot. Get here. Get here now. I'm about to peel and eat <laughs> the entirety of your of your lower appendages. 
So get here right now. Right now. Attention, Best Buy shoppers. Attention. Those of you who are into lawn care might want to direct your attention to the most immaculately trimmed bushes I've ever seen on these screens. Please, if you would find your way back to the Geek Squad area of the Best Buy so that I can use my weed whacker on your bush. Toot toot. (laughs) The yard boat is leaving. (laughs) Jack, this is noon for your ear holes. No! Chuck loses nerd. No! Oh, you... Oh. <laughs> That's what happened when she finally went back to the Geek Shop. That's dude. right. <laughs> Explosion! Uh, Team Slide Scoop says one today. As I was just introduced to the ICS a few months ago, I am now catching up on all the back issues. I'm not going to say who it is because I believe he has told more than one person. Well, fuck that guy. Oh, no. What? We are not a pyramid scheme. I know that he shall rot in hell. I am not mailing you to tattle on him. I am writing you to tell you my horrible story. I recently asked my girlfriend to be my better half. Jacob, this is the story if you want to read it. In order to be romantic, I booked it in Alaska. I booked an Alaskan cruise out of Seattle. She did not know it. All she knew was that we were going to Seattle for a week of uh, of us time. She figured it out once we hit the terminal. She is smart. First night, I thought to myself, this is the time. Well, it, it, no, it couldn't have been winter if you were going on a cruise to Alaska. How did you make her pack the correct clothes to go to Alaska when you were just going to Seattle? Oh. It's chilly there. You no, but I think the only time you can take a jacket. I think the only time you can take a cruise to Alaska is during the summer. It's still cold. In Seattle? Everywhere. No, not in the, it's not cold in Seattle in the summer. So how did you sure. get her to like pack warm clothes to go on a summertime trip to Seattle? Because she was really going to Alaska. She needs so like a coat. Maybe he packed a secret suitcase. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. There you go. Uh, first night, I thought to myself, this is the time. I got the ring ready, went to the bow, got down on a knee, looked up doe-eyed and asked. And she said no and walked away. Stop it. Then she ran back and hugged me and said yes, just in time to stop me from jumping overboard. Oh, I do not like that joke she at all. She is mean. Sometimes. When I was in the garage pretending to clean, listening to Matt go on and on about his engagement story, uh, my soon-to-be wife says, Oh, that's sweet. Walks over to my phone and scrolls back on the episode uh, so that Matt could talk about it again. Uh, again. Oh, later no. that night, she asked like, me. This is going. <laughs> later that night, <laughs> she asked me why I didn't do it like Matt. Oh boy! So she wanted like a really long, drawn out, and very boring <laughs> proposal. <laughs> why didn't you spend four to eight weeks on this? <laughs> uh, seriously, I asked, and she said yes. I paused for effect and told her I was trying to be romantic with a cruise, sweet, lovely stuff, and the other eight yards of stuff I read in women's magazines. All I, I got. I agree with him. All I, I do too. I would have married you if you'd taken me on a cruise. All I got was a hump, and we went to bed. Now she is a jokester, and sometimes I can't tell if she's joking or serious, but this has me puzzled. Is Matt's story all that great, and since I'm a guy, I don't get it, or is she pulling my leg and the story is horrible and I shouldn't worry? 
Thanks, guys, pretending to clean the garage, but actually fucking you in the faces while you hum the Titanic song, Team Slide Scoop. <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to be such a long email before the Jock versus Dirt. But yeah, Team we Slide, hit. baby. Team Slide. That's okay. We got this. So, um, um, Matt, I think before we address it, I think you should retell your engagement story <laughs> for people that haven't heard it. All right. Just if you don't want to hear it again, just fast forward 68 minutes. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Oh, I think you did fine. That's fine. Uh, I think you did fine too. Yeah, you're married. Yeah, <laughs> good point. It worked. I think honestly, like you want to uh, explain sometimes of the romantic things, efforts that you've put into it. So, like you told her after the fact that you packed her up. What if you were like a freak and you ate the ring and then pooped it in put in your in your pants, and like and you you pooped right there. And then you had to be like, wait, this is happening. With the and owner of this computer. <laughs> you put the ring out. Please eat a brand muffin. And, you, and, you had to like, <laughs> and meet me over here at the Geek Squad. You table. had to like scoot through the poop to find the ring. And then you go, look. Yeah. You'd be like, this ring just went all the way through me. Yeah. Like my love for you. <laughs> Your love, yeah. My love for you goes all the way through me. <laughs> and I never want to be without you. Far across the distance in space. I dug this out of my poop because I ate it earlier. There's still a little bit of poop on it, but I want you to know I never want to be without you. I would eat this ring again right now with poop on it if it meant that I could spend the rest of my life with you. Will you be my wife? Will you be my wife? Yes. Oh. It's the gift of the Magi. I swallowed, I swallowed season tickets to the Bears. What? Yes. Oh, but I should have eaten them in something protective because they were totally digested and mirthless. I stole my butthole for a jewelry certificate. Who hasn't done that, though? I cut off my fingers to sell. I sold my fingers to a merchant. I sold my ring fingers for a salmon outing on our, on our, on our Atlanta, Alaska oh, Sea Cruise. You know how much I love salmon. I ate a bunch of food and, a, and your ring. It's the gift of the Magi. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? I, I ate the soundtrack to, uh, to Titanic. Because I thought there might be a romantic couple on this cruise that I could poop at while uh, they were having a romantic moment. So, gift of the Magi. <laughs> gift of the Magi. Uh, a three-way gift of the Magi. Toot toot. Toot toot. This poop boat is leaving. <laughs> How long can you stretch out the gift of the Magi? That's what I want to see. How far can you trade that out? Pretty well, great. You and I first need to bone up on the details of the gift of the Magi. <laughs> I think you pretty much got the it. The trick is you give somebody something that they can't use because they sold the thing they'd use it for for something they could give you that you sold the thing that you would use it for. Right. 
Yeah. It should be easy to kind of daisy chain that into like a series of like six or seven. Daisy people. chain it. Well, let's yeah. let's let's try and get eight. Okay. <laughs> you want to try to get eight right now? <laughs> let's try and get eight. Go Jacob, with, we'll go roundabout here with Jacob. Wait, wait. We'll make it an even nine because it's the three of us. All right, Jacob, start off with a gift that Jacob you bought. Starts. You start with a gift that you bought for Matt. Any gift. Uh, Matt, I got you uh, this hedge trimmer. Oh, shoot. I just sold my bushes so that I could get Paul a uh, uh, a, a, a very rare Batman comic book. Oh, man. I just sold my eyes to science <laughs> so that I could buy Jacob this uh, collectible baseball card. God damn it. I just sold... Uh, I I got nothing. I don't know. Why are you including me in this? <laughs> all right, just Paul and I. All right, all right. So okay. well, now now we have to up it even more because yeah. it has to be the reason that you can't use the other thing too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll start from the top. Okay. Go ahead. Give me something else, okay. Matt. Uh, all right. I uh, hey Paul. Yeah. I just got you uh, this um, really expensive dandruff shampoo for your dandruff. Oh, Matt, I shaved my head because of my dandruff problems and uh so i can't use the dandruff shampoo and i also sold my feet on the black market to buy you uh a crossbow professional crossbow oh shoot i uh just took pacifist classes oh because you didn't like my anger so I didn't uh and in return i got you uh, this book on uh, called Peaceable Solutions for All for All Problems. Oh, I unlearned how to read <laughs> and relearned Braille. Uh, and I also became a, a, a war guy. <laughs> a war guy. I joined the war uh, troops so that. Uh, <laughs> I could get money to send you to college. I've got you a scholarship through my war guy troops. Oh, shoot. I, uh, Even though you're a peacenik now. I Right before I became a peacenik, I uh, bombed every college. What? No! Because yeah. I heard There's no schools to go to. War mercenary. No, there's no schools to go to. I spent all that time in Afghanistan. <laughs> and I wanted to make sure I gave you a head start. I no! need a war career. Gift of the Magi! <laughs> uh, oh, it's so sweet. It's, so it's sweet. as true today as when... Uh, is, that a, is that an O. Henry story? I think it is an O. Henry story. I think it is. Right, look, it uh, look it up. Who, I th- the Gift of the Magi by O. Henry. You look that up and I'll give you this this uh, Jock vs. Nerd from uh, Team Slide Scoop. Yep. Uh, Paul. That's my name. The Don't average golf ball has how many dimples? A, 278. B, 336. C, 333. D, 666. Which one? Uh, it is O. Henry. 333. How, dude, how about me with my literary knowledge? Uh, 333. What are the options? Uh, 278, 336, 333, or 666. I'm sorry, 336. 336. 336 is my guess as well. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. If it was 333 or 666, we would know it. Right. Oh, yeah, Because everybody would be like, golf balls are the devil. Yeah. <laughs> golf is the devil. It's of the devil. Or if it's 333, it would be... um. Uh, 
uh, Illuminati exists. Illuminati golf balls. Uh, if there is a sport for the Illuminati, it is golf. That is true. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's a whole bunch of weird, like, deep dive Stanley Kubrick shit that goes on, like the symbolism in all of his movies. Room 227. Right. Have you watched that documentary? No. You've got to But that's it. on The Shining, right? Yeah. Well, apparently there's a bunch out on... Or 226, uh, 228, whatever the room, room number. Yeah, it's great. Uh, there's one on the uh, the one the Tom Cruise sex party movie. Oh, the oh, Eyes um, Wide Shut stuff Shack. goes Eyes pretty Shack. deep. And I was like, decoding this is so strange to me. Because it's not like you're uncovering an actual conspiracy. You're just uncovering Stanley Kubrick's interpretation and of an artistic piece or you're just right. or you're finding meaning where there is none oh well that's definitely happening but or you're just exploring what Stanley Kubrick has already done but because like he kind of dug into that stuff to find all the stuff for his film I would, right, I would imagine right, 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 right. right and that's the thing apparently there's he a whole do like, a Illuminati theme for the the, the whole the eyes wide shot yeah mm-hmm. and I just was like but the, uncovering that doesn't make the Illuminati more real it just makes this movie have more of that shit in it yeah. they burn an owl in the woods it's legit <laughs> You see that shit? It's real. Don't get no more real than burning out in the woods. Uh, yeah, the power element would make it more real. I guess. Yeah. A map. Oh, I also heard a big. This is a good one. Okay. okay. I didn't realize how. I guess still, still drippingly live. I still might be. I, I like to think of myself as not no longer super liberal. A liberal Democrat. Oh, okay. And yet, someone said this election is like. Kanye West running against Dick Cheney. So if Kanye what? West, if Kanye West were the Democratic nomination, yeah, and on the other side is Dick Cheney, yeah, who do you vote for? No one. Right. Yeah. That's kind of my answer for this election. Right. Right. But you know, when 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 you are like like in my side, like I don't like to think I'm left leaning at all. Like I really don't enjoy her. But Clinton, you would. But, you but would I certainly vote. feel like she'd be a superior vote, vote president. I guess I vote for Kanye before I'd vote for. Uh... Well, that's what the Trump thing is. That's what Trump is the analogy. Yeah. Well, that's I don't like. I think the analogy is really kind the, of backwards. Well, that goes to the whole conspiracy of Trump's running. Just so there's no way anybody in their right mind would vote for anybody but Hillary. I point. do think Trump ran thinking he wouldn't win. Right. And I now do think it's that. just gotten so. Yeah. No, I I think that analogy. Everyone though, would think they become president once they start. To, when you go to political yeah. rallies, someone else was describing like, "What's it like to run for president and then stop?" Talking about Bernie Sanders staying in the race. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like. That guy goes back to just like having a parking space and like, you know, going to the cafeteria and like, you know, like he was speaking wherever he goes. He's speaking to thousands and thousands of people cheering sure. on his ideas. And then once he's out of the race, he just goes right. back How to Washington, D.C., hangs back? out at his old office. You know, there right. aren't throngs of people waiting to hear him say shit, you know, like and if you thought you could win, you've already pictured being in fucking Air Force One, you know, holding mm. the fucking crazy ass meetings, meeting world leaders. You know, you've already pictured all of the elements that go with with being uh, the all, all the yeah the, the prez, and then you go back to just whatever the fuck you were doing. Yeah. And once you're also like, once you're no longer running for president, you don't care about running into that person. No. If I see Bernie Sanders from now in two years, I won't be like, holy fuck, Bernie Sanders. Whereas right now, I would. I would try to fix his computer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he does have a good-looking wife. Would the person who owns the shock of gray hair <laughs> and impeccable selection in eyeglasses please find their wrinkly way back to the Best Buy Geek Squad area? Toot, toot. I am toot, toot. <laughs> 
every wrinkle on your body is about to become a flowing channel of semen. <laughs> I'm gonna coach you. Flowing in, channel of semen. Episode title. Coach you no in man juice. Download it. No way. Coach you in man juice like a kid playing with Elmer's glue on his hands. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Hello, nightmares. <laughs> You're going to think you fell into a vat of I never want to orgasm ever again. That image is enough to make me never want anything to ever come out of my penis besides this. My penis has just retreated into my body. Oh, I'm going to try to grow back my foreskin. <laughs> By the time you leave our shop area, people will easily mistake you for a monster made of meringue. <laughs> <laughs> This seems like a good time to welcome all of our new listeners. Welcome, oh. new listeners. Oh. Fans of Vanessa Ray. <laughs> Hello. Thanks Give for coming back. Shot. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> welcome to the real show. Uh, Matt, I've got a question for you. I'm too busy smashing my head into a toilet. <laughs> Which of these children's toys has been co-opted for use by the U.S. military? Okay. Nerf darts, silly string, slinkies, or gack? Uh, I'm going to go with silly string. It is silly string, yeah. but I don't know why. He didn't, he didn't include an explanation for that. Oh, I was just thinking that like, if there was a... Uh... If there's, a, if there's an explosive, uh, added, uh, something you could add that would explode to Silly String, it would be kind of useful. You could just quickly spray something and then just... Oh, oh you need it. a Silly String. You've seen those horrible birthday party things? Oh, where they catch on fire? Oh, my God. Oh, right. That might be the, that might be the application then right there. They just burn people with yeah, it. Burn people <laughs> burn with people it. With I, think it uh, I think it can be um, used to um, detect tripwires. Oh, that without. is exactly it. They uh, use it to detect tripwires around bombs. Thank you. That's what they did. In, they used it in Iraq. You're welcome. Paul Mattingly. <laughs> I'm two for two on internet information that I shouldn't know. This is the kind of stuff that I know. Yeah. Important shit? Forget it. I, although I guess detecting tripwires is pretty important. Yeah. But if I was in that situation, would I remember to go, oh, I should have packed some silly string? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, love, I love that the guy who's in the situation where no one has any. Like, you know, if we had silly string, we wouldn't have to worry about all these tripwires. We'd be like, you're right. But we do. So... That doesn't help us at all. I'm sorry, but uh, last week we had a birthday party and I shot all the silly string. Oh, damn it, Matt Angley. And I planted all these mines with trip wires because I thought we were going to have silly string to use. Gift of the fucking Magi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, my cum is like silly strings. I can't do that ever again after hearing the meringue monster comment <laughs> from episode 242. I, Bernie Sanders, have now become a meringue monster. I am covered head to toe in the jism of hundreds of geeks. I am like the head of a beer that never stops. A frothing mound that can't be quelled. Frothing mound of freedom for all of our citizens. Freedom to coach yourself in jizz. Frothing Mound of Freedom. <laughs> Bonus question. Yes. Which punctuation mark did not have a dedicated key on the typewriter until the 1970s? The exclamation point, the apostrophe, the question mark, or the comma? Oh. I'm going to go with 
who is this for? Uh, either of you. Okay, cool. I'm going to go with the question mark because nobody asked questions until the 70s. That is true. I'm going to go with exclamation point. Matt wins! Exclamation point is correct! But does exclamation point have a dedicated key? It shares a space with a number, doesn't it? Oh my it? god, you're falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all that meringue comment got you. Got your inside gurgling huh? there. <laughs> it, it didn't have a key at all before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, not, it's I guess it's still not a dedicated key. Got it. Uh, uh, but it was introduced in the 15th century by printers uh, looking for a way to denote a sense of wonderment or exclamation with a punctuation mark. It remained in continuous use, whichever sense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, before they put it on the typewriter, you had to type a period, then do a backspace, and then put it in an apostrophe over it. Uh-huh. And that was a, a, a makeshift uh, exclamation point. Got it. Interesting. Uh, bonus trivia. Other characters that were historically given the cold shoulder on typewriters were uh, the numbers 1 and 0. People would just use a lowercase l or a capital O to do a 1 or a 0. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a bitch of passwords right there. Oh, yeah, it is. Or when you get those um, those things you have to type in, uh, what are those called? Captchas or whatever? Captcha. Yeah, it's the stuff that, like, oh, you're not a bot. Type this in. Yeah, you're not a robot. Type this in. The ones in the, the zeros and, and, and capital O's. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you hard. And Tricky then you get the stuff. ones that are like, have lowercase and capital stuff, and you're like, wait, does, punk, does capitalization oh, matter? Yeah. Come on, people. Get your shit together. Especially if they're all uppercase. If they're all uppercase, do I dupe the uppercase on Why do we make it so hard? That's what she said. Why can't you just shout, I'm not a robot? But then someone come up with a program or something could shout, I'm not a robot all the time. I feel like that'd be pretty easy, actually. Man, a great article on TheRinger.com about why you can't get good tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah? About yeah. the bots. Yeah. And how fast they jump oh, in. Oh, yeah. But that, seconds. But, Somebody told me about that. But I that's didn't just read one. It. it was a five-item list of why you can't. So like that was one. The bots are one list. But then there's like oh, the whole system in place. Uh, the it's Ticketmaster like stuff. Yeah, well, he used to be. It was written by. That's why like, The Ringer was written by a former CEO of Ticketmaster. And so mm. it's like it's not just Ticketmaster's fault. And here's why. Right. It was, it was a neat article. Uh, I'll post it's partially it. Ticketmaster's fault. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. Is that? Oh yeah, we're we're good. And yeah. yet, people attend these events, right? I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that's all. I mean, the whole reason why it exists is supply and demand. The secondary ticket market wouldn't exist. Yeah. Basically, uh, like not all the tickets, like the amount of tickets that go on sale are never the amount that you think they are. No. Yeah, a live event. There's so much that 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 uh, given away, and that sometimes the people that you're trying to see are in on it. They know that they'll make the more money on the secondary ticket market, and so they control sure their own tickets going on the secondary ticket market. Right. So fucking stop going to live events. Show them who's boss. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Lucy K was the, one, the only one I know who did effectively did something that I know of, which is that you, you had to show, you had to buy it and show your, the ID and the credit card of, of the. How it had been purchased. Yeah. It, how it yeah. purchased to, to get those tickets. Right. I know Garth Brooks back in the day did, uh, did a lot of, uh, he did a lot of work with that. Yeah. And also to keep the, keep the price down. Yeah. Some people pretend to keep the price down, knowing they're just going to make a shitload of money off right. the secondary market. Or they try to keep the ticket price down and still ask for a guarantee of a certain amount of money. Oh. They have to turn a blind eye to how they're going to make up that money. Right. right. It's like you've, you've, you've made it impossible for the venue to make money on you, so they're going right. to find a way to make money. Sure. <coughs> um, all right. I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. I want thank to thank ben. Paul's uh, therapist for putting Paul in a wonderful mood today. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank Paul's doctor for seeing him this week about whatever the hell's going on. Right Seriously, it's not good. All right. Uh, what theme do you want to do for the thank yous, Paul? 
Uh, Other disgusting monsters. How about? <laughs> okay, yeah, great. Disgusting yeah. monsters. Okay, uh, Michael's Michael's frothy navel. Michael Nave. <laughs> Martin Terjammerstram, the jam monster, made of preserves. I've never hated the word frothy more than I do right now. <laughs> uh, Michael wins. It goes out the wrong way. Poop out of your mouth. Matt, the monster made out of doormats. <laughs> Nathan's uh, hot dog scoop, as is. Nathan's hot dogs are disgusting. Matt, slicer to scoop, whose face is a meat slicer. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, petty coat made out of ham. Matt Daughtery, who's composed of daughters. Oh. A bunch of screaming girls. is a big old pile of girls. Perfect timing for parfait hate machine. Matt Handley, who's a monster made of hands. Patrick webbed feet uh, and hands and armpits. Matt McKenzie, who is a monster made out of McKenzie Phillips's. Pete Romano Cheese Mound. Malia. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Peter. Disgusting. Heinz <laughs> ketchup bottle shoved up anyone's butt who looks at him melissa carrillo made out of calico cats <laughs> peter uh peter neck doogle it you'll figure it out on the internet <laughs> michael pickles michael calder made of cauldrons professor higgins your butt if you think it's out of your butt higgins your butt Michael Lennox, who is made of a bunch of Annie Lennoxes. <laughs> I'd like to thank Matt Addy Ambler, uh, Matt Spaulding, Matthew Darks, Matthew J. Bates, the second, Matthew Schmiel, turn the page, Michael Jones, Mijo Wilson, Minty Scoop, Nicholas Hall, Nick Bart, uh, Barnhart, Nick Farr, Nicole, and Percy Morales. Thank you, guys. Thank you. If you want to be thanked uh, on air or get a, uh, a plethora of other rewards that we offer uh, for being a, a loyal listener, go to patreon.com slash heyscoops for as little as a dollar. You can be helping us out and uh, getting things like high fives or stickers. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been supporting us this month. This is a bonus episode month, our second in a row, which is pretty exciting. Coming at you. Uh, which is putting out you know, 20 episodes in two months, which is so fun. Thank you to all of our new listeners. We have uh, been just uh, just destroying our download uh, numbers. So it's been, it's been really fun. And uh, uh, you know, I hope you're not getting in too much trouble at work laughing at Meringue Monster. Uh, <laughs> I, want to... I just hope you're laughing at Meringue Monster. I want to thank our uh, audio mafia, our visual mafia, all the people on our social media. I want to thank all the listeners, uh, the scoops, the ice cream socialists, ice cream socialites, the creamers, uh, ice cream sociopaths, and uh, the ice cream sandwich. Of course, I want to thank my partner, Paul Mattingly. I want to thank Matt Donnelly. You can follow him at Sweet Matty D. Follow Paul at The Famous Paul or follow Jacob at Audio Guy Jacob on Twitter. Of course, we are Hey Scoops everywhere else on social media. And of course, if you want to email us, go to heyscoops.com and there's an email form right on the front page. All right. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week with more episodes, bonus episodes. We'll see you soon. Also, if you hate getting notifications on your phone, feel free to follow me on Periscope <laughs> at Audio Guy Jacob. No, no, no notices will pop up. There will be no notices from Audio Guy Jacob on Periscope. Jacob, with the whole episode not talking about the NBA. 
We sure did. Holy shit. Tonight is the night. Game six. Yeah. I don't know. Game five was so good. Game five was really good. We're after the credits. We're allowed to talk about this first. That's second. right. All went double or nothing on my belt with uh, with Gelato Steve. Uh, with Cavs? I, so uh-huh. I have a chance to uh, to win my oh. guess, right? Yes. Because well, your guess is Cavs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're still And I said it. it was going to take it to seven, right? Uh, if they, it's going to need If they seven. win, it'll be seven. They're going to go to seven because... I think they will. That's how the NBA works now. They make that money. The fix is fucking in. Well, they make my, just as much money off of it. No. Yeah, they make a ton no. of money. <laughs> you were right, and, and a lot of people tweeted that you were right about the conspiracy that all of a sudden it seemed like the Warriors were superior and all of a sudden it wasn't uh-huh. the right. case. Now, I'm a basketball fan, mm-hmm. so I want to say that that's I don't, you can't people do People have off nights. No, and I mean, the, if there's any conspiracy, the refs have been calling it lighter and lighter, and that mm. definitely favors yeah. LeBron James, who's tougher. I mean, he gets fouled more, but he, he gets... Fouls. He, but they, they scored twos or whatever. Now, once again on Monday night... There were terrible calls. Terrible calls and terrible non-calls. I don't really think the refs can fix games like they used to. I really just don't think No, I, I don't think so either. It's, it's, too, it's too closely watched. Yeah. Why? There's also high def. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, because of the suspension of Draymond Green and the injury to um, Bogut, Bogut they, they were down two starters. I mean, two right. big men, two starters uh, for the final quarter, which is significant. It's not sure. significant. Uh, so uh, they had to play those guys straight up. One on one, and just hope they didn't score, and they did. Kyrie Irving played his fucking mind out. First time in NBA his, in NBA Finals history that you had two teammates uh, score over forty points in a game. Forty one and forty one. That's just fucking insane. Yeah. And it was fun to watch. And that, LeBron, was, that was also the difference between the other Cavs. But yeah, it was really fun to watch Kyrie Irving and LeBron go off. I love. I'm. I'm LeBron this. lost his mind. It was great. It was yeah. vintage LeBron. And, and the thing is, that, like I, I'm on record as I. I love watching LeBron James lose. Yeah. Fact. But I'm not a Cleveland hater. I was a Miami Heat hater. Okay. I hated the Heat. I didn't want them to win them because the decision, I fucking hated But you, if you go back to old podcasts and our old Jock version nerd segments, you'll find that I did say LeBron came back to Cleveland was awesome. Right. And it made him much more likable to me. And the last podcast about how likable he is off camera. And I like Cleveland. I have a lot of friends in Cleveland. We have a lot of listeners in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. should Cleveland win? It is an amazing story. So it's if it great. does go to seven games. I'm rooting for Cleveland now. Not only because of my bet on Cleveland, but I am rooting for Cle- I'm genuinely rooting for Cleveland. I now. Uh, I think the Warriors are still going to win. I do too. Uh, however, the Warriors still winning and Stephen Curry not being good <laughs> is the least interesting story to me. It's boring as shit. Steph Curry is right now probably the fifth best player on the floor. Yes, between the two teams, and I really don't like it. It's it's not fun to watch. So I I, I would that, if that's the case, if Steph Curry is going to be terrible, right? I'd rather the Cavs win the championship. And be watching LeBron, you know, throw down a dunk or do some of those blocks that he had on on Monday yeah. night. Yeah. And then, like, just the close-up of his face and your know, fire just coming out of his nostrils. Well, there's a significant thing that they figured out. One is that uh, the big, the biggest thing the Cavs have, have adjusted to Steph Curry, which is Steph Curry is more effective, and this is unusual, and this is why he has changed the game. He is more effective off the dribble shooting threes than mm-hmm. he is catching and shooting. Clay Thompson, classic catch and shoot guy. Why he was still he's still playing his his his, his lights out as he was still right. mostly catching and shooting. Uh, although he did have some sick fucking pull-ups from way out on people. Oh yeah, uh, Clay Thompson was really exciting to watch in that game as well. Um, the Cavs are taking away. They are double teaming and t- they're taking away Steph's ability to pull up off the dribble, and that's the biggest adjustment they've made so far. The second biggest adjustment they've made is they played LeBron at the four. Right. And that's the whole thing about Kevin Love. It's not that Kevin Love is terrible. Uh, it is that you are replacing Kevin Love with LeBron James. You are replacing a great player with an even greater player, 
And so the small ball lineup matches up that way. And they have figured that out. And they've been playing it more and more and more as the series goes on. So those two things are definitely in Cleveland's favor. Yes. So I am optimistic this is going seven, which is good news for me as a basketball fan. Yeah. And it's good news for me as a betting person who bet uh, who has a second bet going with Gelato Steve. <laughs> you doubled down. We went double or nothing on game six. Oh! So I'm just betting that the Cavs will win game six. Just when I think that just, Gelato Steve is going to get up on you. Yep. I do not. I think this is going seven. I do not think. I think the Cavs are going to win at home. So if, we, if the Cavs win at home. Then Gelato, Steve, and I are even once again. The the Draymond's even being I'm up on bets. You know they they, they, they do plus minus on uh, on lineups, and the, the Draymond right. Green small ball lineup is the only lineup that has a plus advantage over the Cavs. So the, so his suspension was a huge. It was a big deal. Huge huge deal. Did you think uh, right or wrong for the suspension? Oh, the guy is specifically. Here's the thing: wrong in the moment, right overall. I th- the only the only wrong part I see on it is I think he should have been suspended in the last series. Correct. He should have been suspended against the Thunder, which means he would not have been suspended this this time around. Or we would have suspended two games. Oh, I think he would have been suspended two games. Oh, that's oh. It would have been a repeat infraction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing. So, like, what I would have done is I would have suspended him during the Thunder series, right, and then not called that a flagrant for this series and let him play. Okay, because I think it was a flagrant. the The defense that he had was a guy was LeBron put his fucking balls on the back of his head. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but you knew going into it. I mean, all yeah. the talking heads for on ESPN yeah. and everywhere else were saying that the Cavs are going to bait Draymond Green going into this series. Yes, if they can get him to swing at them, they're going to do it. Which also I totally agree with doing. Smart play. Oh, yeah, Smart you got to do it. And it he's, made this series more interesting. It, it, he's the second best player on the team. If you can get him out for a game, yeah. I mean, all you got to do is put your balls on his neck and get him out for a game. <laughs> Done. So, how did he get up there? <laughs> uh, he was on the ground and, and he basically straddled him to get out of it. Yeah, there, he teabagged him. He basically he teabagged, he teabagged, teabagged him. <laughs> and it was purposeful. Yeah, Draymond Green was on the floor and LeBron James just stepped over. And it him. was uh, as aggro as it sounds. It is like it is like I'm not. I'm going this way, no matter where you are. And yeah. I'm, even if I drag my fucking balls across your head, I don't care. Very that was definitely much. what was happening. Yes, it was very. Uh, it was as Draymond very, Green just like threw an arm up and up. smacked him in the balls. That's the thing. The arm swing up is like also. It, it looked at me. It took me so long to see it as a, as a, as him going for his balls. I think they. I it think they said, like, "Get the fuck off me." That's what yeah. It looked I, like I to think me. they said it was a. It, it was an intentional hit. Yeah. I mean, they, he definitely intentionally hit LeBron. You can't say for sure that he was intending to hit him in the balls. Right. Although, the other side of that is LeBron is straddling the man at the time. Where else is that arm going to go? Yes, and also that Draymond has definitely been gunning for people's balls this whole playoffs. This is this is not the first game in these playoffs no. where he has hit somebody in the balls. No. <laughs> He is, he is he's a, like a ball-seeking missile. He is a dirty flailer. Yeah, he does. He's, he's, he does all the little annoying things. And, and by the way, and his style is to like flail yes. around and look like a crazy person and hit people in the balls. Every championship team has 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 a guy who plays in plays in the dirt. Little little dirty guy. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I'm I'm fine with all of it. Again, I'm not a uh, a Warriors fan. I'm really okay with Cleveland every part hater. of it. Yeah, I'm okay with him getting suspended. I'm also okay with him being a little dirty. Yeah, and I'm also glad that this I get more basketball. Yeah, I'm excited about that. 
I read a good article this morning. It was on, a, I think it was on Bleacher Report, mm-hmm. and it was just all about how the to, to they were using a phrase that Paul would like is that the Warriors have done a heel turn this season. Yes, that the Warriors have become the bad guys. You know, and it, it, it's bound to happen. You right. know, it's it's with with repeated success, and you walk around the target on your back. You have to come up with all kinds of ways to fuel that right. determination. And you're going to invent enemies, and eventually, that's going to expose you as someone who's basically picking on people or making things up. Right? You know, they said that it was because of because the Warriors didn't get respect last year when they won, which I disagree entirely with. Oh, they did? No, they were absolutely disrespected. You think so? Absolutely. They won. They weren't picked as the favorite to go back to the championship this year. Oh no! This this was only talking about the reaction when they won last year. Yeah, this was they, not talking about this season at all. This was talking about just, they, just them winning last when year. When they won last year, all people talked about was how every team they played had a major injury. Right. That's the only part that I that I kind of agreed with. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, no, that, that's that, the that, nature that, of the game, too. That, totally. But that's that, game, some, some teams are going to have more injuries than others. That gave them the chip on their shoulder. And also it created an adjustment. The league did adjust the schedule this year to make sure that there are less uh, four-game weeks for any team. Right. And less back-to-backs. And it proved that by both teams brought a fully healthy team into the final, so it worked. Yeah, you know, but it was about that taking away that part of the game. Yeah. All right. I'm wondering if basketball. I wonder if Bogut's going to be healthy for uh, for game six. No, that looked like a bad knee. That looked really bad. And if that's if that's the case, then that's a that's a big old middle lane in that in that lane that LeBron can charge through. Definitely, I I don't I think that because Bogut was the one clogging up the clogging up the center. Yes, but they the, they were still closing without him on the floor. Oh sure, you know it's just about I think Azili does a fine job. If you actually look at the metrics, it's it's actually better to have Azili on the floor early anyway, and they just weren't yeah. doing it out of respect for Bogut. But Azili's terrible to have in during uh, purposeful foul times, and you're not right. going to do the beginning of the game. So actually, I think Golden State's going to benefit by having Azili mm. in early. All right, we'll see. I'm just hoping I win my bet against Gelato Steve because I do not want to hear I about think that. Will. <laughs> uh, it's time for some drums, fellas. Oh, here they come. Feel the drums. Professor Higgins. Yes. What's a limerick about your reaction when you get caught masturbating by your parents? Dedicated to the old baloney butt. Pleasuring myself, I'm craving. It's time for a little misbehaving. But I can't ignore the sudden knock on the door. What is it, Dad? I'm just shaving. St. John John would like a limerick about moving cross-country. Dedicated to me oh. as I am a selfish bastard. Good. Dedicate yourself, St. John John. I hope you come through Vegas. Mm-hmm. Across all the states I must go. Where I'll finally end up, I don't know. But if I'm riding the rails, I'll have plenty of tales. Like the time I sucked off a hobo. <laughs> That was a good story, St. John John, and thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, Stephen Eames, uh, the country scoop, would like a limerick about turning away kids from a bar with terrible fake IDs, dedicated to all the doormen out there who were just trying to make it to closing time. And see, a comma would have been good there, because as you wrote it, it definitely sounds like the bar has bad fake IDs. I th- you guys think you're being slick and beguiling, but I can't help but keep smiling. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, but you're not all 21, and you're certainly all not citizens of Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Scoops! All right. Is that the easiest one to fake right now? I have no idea. The Thai ID? The t- t- 
Tidy. Tidy. Matt knows a lot about Thailand identification. I don't know. The foreign, anytime they have the big foreign flappy things, everyone yeah, knows about like, it's no, a big flappy. Get out of here. Like, get get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, say something to Thai, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Let me drink. Big flappy thing. Fellas, it's time for some songs. Mm-hmm. Songs. Uh, Pete Romano would like a song about uh, advice for my son P- uh, Pete, aka Scoop of Bass, who's turning twenty in August. Just moved out. Uh, just moved out to his own apartment. First time living on his own, working a regular job, but hoping to hit the big time with his band, Young Medicine. Dedication to my son, Scoop of Bass. All right. Fuck anything that moves You're 20 years old Fuck anything that moves Go forward and be bold Make sure to ask permission And secure it before you go but fuck anything that moves before you get too old (laughs) don't die with a dick full of regret fuck anything that moves Get that wiener wet Fuck anything that moves As long as you're allowed Stand up and fuck Be counted and be proud Fuck anything that moves Fuck anything that moves Fuck anything that moves Fuck anything that moves Is it too late to name the episode? Because dick full of regret Dick full of regret. That's well, a, <clears throat> That's something that everyone can relate to. It really is. <laughs> I know I can. My dick is always full of regret. Magic Johnson. That and syphilis. Yeah. Regret and syphilis. <laughs> uh, Stephen Eames would like a song. This is Country Scoop. Country Scoop would like a, a 1950s rock song about sitting by yourself at a restaurant, awkwardly waiting for your friends to arrive for over an hour, then when they were supposed to have been there in just a few minutes. Uh, dedicated to everyone who's uh, caught the wait staff giving sad, sympathetic glances to the poor, lonely guy in the corner, surrounded by empty seats and menus. P.S. They did finally show up, only to leave me sitting alone again 30 minutes later when they all went like a smoke break. I think I might need some new friends. <laughs> I'm 
sitting here all alone by myself. My friends left me here on the shelf. The waitress looks at me like I'm an elf. I need my friends to show up now. What I've been here for 20 minutes and they act like they're never going to come. I want my friends to arrive on time. Why can't my friends arrive on time? I'll come all my friends just arrive on time. Lonely schmuck, cause my friends are just inconsiderate fucks. My friends should just arrive on time. Come on, goddamn it, get here on time. Oh, why can't my friends just arrive on time? Are you sure they're coming, honey? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's like five of us. I can't hold this table all night. I got other diners waiting to be seated. I'm sorry. Well, they finally showed up and sat on down Then they got up and left me like a sad-ass clown Show the fuck up on time Why can't you show the fuck up on time? I just wish my friends would show up on time Well, they left me for a long smoke break That's when my heart began to ache My friends don't show up on time And when they do, they leave to go smoke Damn it, just show up on time I don't think your friends were even here. I didn't see anybody. No, I swear, they were here, then they just went to smoke. Right. You know, if you want to go have pretend dinner with pretend friends, there's other places you can do it, sweetheart. I'm a giant teddy bear. I'm here for this fan. I want to eat with him. Yes, that's the plan. Look, <laughs> there's my friend, you see. A giant teddy bear's going to eat with me. Now please just give me a menu kindly. I have giant imaginary friends. <laughs> Thank you, Scoop. See you next week. <laughs> Don't forget to take your vitamins. Don't let your dick be full of regret. <laughs>